hello everybody and welcome to a holiday episode of Movie Mumble. Ho ho ho. Happy holidays. <laughs> I was going to open this with something different, but I figured that would be weird. You didn't say special episode. Special Damn episode. I don't Fuck need to. You. You did it yourself. <laughs> I, I didn't get there yet. You didn't give me a chance. That's it's a holiday episode. It's a special episode. Special. In which, in our continuing efforts to bring Zeke into the fold, we have him select his holiday film. Woo! Um, movie Mumble is a monthly movie exploration and discussion podcast where four friends get together, share films, watch them together, talk about them. Uh, we seek to broaden our cinematic horizons and to find new joy in cinema by sharing those films with the people we care about, people we enjoy spending time with. I think in general we're pretty successful. I get a lot more out of these films. <laughs> For watching them with y'all, so I hope we'll continue to do this for a long time. I'm your host Scott Murray, and I'm joined, as always, by my uh, not nearly fat or jolly enough friends. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Joel Lewis. Howdy. Tim Gerard. Hello. And Zeke Perez. Hi. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me, as always. Um, as I mentioned, this is a special episode. Special. Episode. So and that's it. Three is it's all we out do. Out of order. It's uh, not one of our usual monthlies. Last year, uh, Joel, Tim, and I did our... God, because we're... Marathon. We enjoy suffering. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we did our favorite, our favorite Halloween and favorite holiday films all in one marathon in like the course of a month. It was, it was awful, but... Um, I mean, it was great, but it was awful. It was so jolly! <laughs> <laughs> but we have our wonderful new host, Zeke, who are we, we are delighted to have. And we needed to have Zeke's holiday film. Of course, we need more Zeke. Just always. <laughs> Never enough Zeke. Uh, so, Zeke brought us La Santa Claus. Uh, Zeke, with an wanna, E. With an E, yes. Very important. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> if you want to tell us for a moment how this came into your life, why you chose it as your particular holiday film, and... Uh, Summarize and the you... plot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please, Zeke. Sure. Um, so there were a few honorable mentions. Um... It's a Wonderful Life was one. Oh. Home Alone was another. Yes. Um, Die Hard, obviously. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, A Christmas Story, which was picked last time uh, by Scott. Yeah, right. that was yeah. me. Um, those are all ones that I need to watch every year. Um, but I'm finding, oh, yeah. I guess as I get older, that the Santa Claus is one I need to watch or it doesn't feel like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, uh, I mean, I guess I was three when it came out, mm-hmm. probably four or five when it came out on VHS, I think. But it's one that we had in the house and we watched every year. Um, you know, I grew up watching a lot of Home Improvement, too, with Tim Allen. So yeah. that was always... Uh, <laughs> so did your parents just want to put it on? I should have done such a perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> um, did your parents just want to put it on or it was in the rotation? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, just one was that was just there. I mean, I'm guessing they put sure. it on, but it just I just always remember it every Christmas. Yeah, the, the usual stare Christmas the films and that yeah. one stood out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are a few things about it that uh, I'll touch on later that are, I don't know, that made it stick with me. I think, um, you know, the whole believing is seeing kid thing is one aspect of it, like kids believing in Christmas. Um, the origin story piece of it, which I'll get to later. But it was just one that, I don't know, I liked Tim Allen, um, thought it was funny, watched it every year and continue to watch every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as for the plot, 
Tim <laughs> Allen plays Scott Calvin, and he murders Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> he manslaughter Santa Claus. Manslaughter, fair. Not first degree or anything. No. Manslaughter. So, um, yeah, so he's, uh, the, again, the divorce is very tumultuous. Uh, as an adult, that, that sticks with you a lot. You've got the ex-wife, you got Judge Reinhold as the new, new man in town. Um, <laughs> But anyway, his son is uh, at an age where he's starting to question Santa. Um, his mom and his stepdad are just like, fuck Santa, whatever. <laughs> it's time for him to grow up at the age of six or whatever he is. Uh, don't tell him about Santa. Um, and Tim Allen's character is wanting to foster the imagination and keep things going. So uh, one Christmas night or one Christmas Eve night, the son is staying with Scott Calvin, uh, go outside, Santa's on the roof, scare Santa, Santa falls off the roof uh, to his death, <laughs> and they go to examine the body without calling the police first, touch the crime scene, and they find a card that... Thank you so much. They find a card that they don't read, but that requires whoever murdered Santa or whoever finds the dead Santa body to be the new Santa Claus. So uh, Tim Allen is now Santa, and we get to the North Pole, and hijinks ensue, and everyone loves and believes in Santa by the end of the movie. Yeah, that is very a good. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, so Scott, you had seen it. Joel, you had seen it. And Tim, it was your first time. So right. uh, yeah, what are your first impressions, everyone? Well, when I say I'd seen it, I actually saw it for the first time last year. Oh, okay. That's oh, what happens. Yeah, no, no. yeah, thanks to Sarah. Um, not God bless that Sarah. I was ever avoiding <laughs> it, but just that there are so many Christmas movies, and it had never come around. I don't know. I'd never been on TV at the right time when we went on right in the background at holidays, and I don't exactly seek out Christmas films on streaming services for the most part, so it just never came around, and Sarah loves it and went, hey, you should watch this, and... Uh, much, much like sports movies, which we talked about during Rocky, I I sort of had tired of many Christmas films because mm -hmm. they're all so similar. Um, but that didn't matter for this one. It, it was original and fresh and touched on familiar things, but in a way that felt appropriate and comfortable. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it, it stuck around long enough to make its point without overstaying its welcome, I guess is the phrase. And I just loved it. And I was like, yeah, you were right. This is great. So... <laughs> So I was glad to see it again. Um, I still think the same thing, basically. I, I second watching hasn't hasn't really changed my opinion for the better or the worse. It's that perfect balance of the whole thing is kid-friendly, but there are plenty of lines and things in there that the adults will get, you know, and smirk at. and But also that the emotional focus of the film, you know, for the kids is entirely on Santa and Christmas and keeping that going, but for the parents is entirely on on another level yeah you know mm -hmm. it's something that the, the parents have a separate film to watch alongside their children right mm -hmm. like the best family movies so mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah, so this one for me would have predated me seeing Christmas Vacation mm -hmm. so this is like mm -hmm. the first like irreverent and as a kid you can kind of see that there's jokes for the parents in it too and the stuff that I constantly would quote from it are all of Tim Allen's like really sarcastic lines <laughs> <laughs> and I think it, it my dad really liked this movie because he, he liked uh, Tim Allen. 
So watching it with him was really funny because it was one of the few movies that he would like laugh at, and it was one of the ones that didn't seem like we had to force him to watch a Christmas movie. Mm. It was like this and Christmas Vacation were his favorite ones to watch. So I, I just I I watched this a lot. <laughs> it's only recently uh, that it, it has skipped the rotation. Last maybe two years I haven't seen it, so it was really good to come back home to it. It's <laughs> it's such a great movie. <laughs> There's stuff in it that. My, my nuclear family quote to each other like all year round all the time <laughs> it's great we, we'll get into a little bit of that later I don't want to ruminate too much on quoting it because that'll be a whole another podcast <laughs> but what did you think Tim? Um, I, I liked it and uh, you know a lot of what I've been saying um, kind of leading up to this you know I, I part of why I haven't seen it is you know there was definitely a point where I stopped watching new holiday and Christmas specials because it was like a lot of the ones I had seen as a kid those are the ones that kind of solidified themselves and it's like okay if I'm going to watch a Christmas movie these are the ones I'm going to watch the ones I grew up with like Christmas Vacation A Christmas Story Mickey's Christmas Carol although you know the Rudolph and Frosty and all mm-hmm. that stuff um, and there, the only, there are like six weeks straight of films that you already right, know so yeah, you can't fit anything right, new yeah, and there's no time <laughs> um, and the only one that was added was uh, a few years ago we added four Christmases to the rotation because that's that's amazing um, but yeah, so it's kind of neat to kind of like, I was always aware of this movie, but it was like, oh, it was a little too old to pick up a new, I think also the difference too is that Four Christmases is kind of a Christmas movie for adults. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this, it's like, oh, this is clearly for kids and I'm a little too old for that. So no, I'm not going to watch that. Um, plus I think I remember being aware of it as I was, like, cause I used to watch Home Improvement as a kid, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. there was a certain point where I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, How many things but, can you supercharge? Yeah. But it was kind of funny coming back to, to that, like, when they do make the Home Improvement references in uh-huh. the Santa Claus, like, oh, I, I understand that. <laughs> you, know, um, you got your Steve Rogers moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was, that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. It was it, it was interesting, like watching, yeah, like a Christmas movie for kids that I haven't seen before. Because mm-hmm. all the ones I've seen as a kid, like as you grow up, you start to see the cracks and the flaws, and you're like, okay, but whatever. It's like it, it's my childhood, and you know, I'm just gonna kind of take it as that, and you know. So it's kind of interesting watching something as an adult that's meant for kids, and just being like, so what? Oh, okay, so what? Uh, all right, never. Mind. Oh, no, never mind. No, I'm, it, you know, it was like one of those. Not, not that it like ruined it for me, but it was definitely like, especially towards the end, where it's like, so, so wait, he is gonna take his son. So wait, now he's not taking. He's gonna leave, but now he's gonna come back, and he, he is gonna take. It's just like, okay, kind of make up your mind. <laughs> it was also funny too, like it, and I don't, I don't know the exact dates, but it definitely seemed like, like a bunch of different movies mixed together. Like there was definitely some liar liar in there. There was some Christmas vacation. Like we talked like, okay, like how many movies, you know, kind of climax with the police storming a house on Christmas, you know, like that kind of thing, like from Christmas vacation. Um, there, there were a few other things. I definitely was just kind of like, Oh yeah, that's kind of like this thing. Okay. Like, and I mean, I think yeah, elf came much after this. So yeah. I feel like elf probably took some nods from this, but you know, the whole idea of seeing Santa's workshop and then, um, you know, towards the end, like, oh, everyone's out in the streets and they all believe again, and it's it's this magical thing. And all I was that doing, stuff. I was mixing up Elf's like ending sequence with like them singing to make the sleigh go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Spoilers for Elf for yeah. <laughs> who haven't seen Elf, but it, it has very similar themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, oh yeah, that also reminds me. I have uh, <clears throat> we watched this on Disney Plus. I don't know if we'd be doing ads for that, <laughs> but but one of the things I thought of I was like, what Disney needs to do now is it needs to take a lesson from what Marvel's done, and they need to do a crossover Christmas movie where it's like Will Ferrell is Elf, and then Tim Allen is Santa Claus, <laughs> and like just basically scoop up every actor who's been in every Christmas movie and just mash them into one big Christmas movie. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Skeleton can show up. Yeah, know? yeah. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> we have the. T- technology (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point um that it's so it's one that has stuck with me as i mentioned because i watched it when i was so young and then Mm -hmm. i still watch it and it i don't know if it's aged there are certain parts that haven't aged well like the reindeer are kind of terrifying now (laughs) (laughs) they're also like all on one level the whole time (laughs) their eyes just stare into you and the teeth i really noticed this time those are like human teeth in comet's head like that was really scary (laughs) they're not as fun as they used to be um but it's one of those things that like i don't know i grew up with it so i can forgive it for some of those things like you said um, but so seeing it as an adult, did you, I mean, obviously special effects and reindeer and things like that aside, is it something that you still, you know, enjoyed despite Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. I still enjoyed say, it. Yeah. For kids? Okay. Yeah. And it, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of the fun part where it's like remembering that time where it's like, hey, we're using computers to make movies now. Look at what we can do. We can make it get really skinny and fit down the chimney and make the <laughs> chimney get really fat and to swallow them up. And it was just like oh yeah okay and I could see how like probably at that time like whoa how did they do that and, you know like or the very timely uh, CD reference where <laughs> right. they have Compact a CD disc. Yeah. no <laughs> cocoa dispenser right. that blew my mind when I was a kid I was like that is the best technology how do we get that in our car <laughs> the one line that I love that you reacted to Tim was the uh I take this road and go hit a I ninety five, and you're like, you don't you live there? And then Scott hit what was what was you said? I was like, you wouldn't take the time to make a joke if you were in this situation. Like, that was like they? that that Disney original thing of like, this is a joke for just the trailer. Right? Yeah. I'm like, you need to not be asking those kinds of questions in this movie. I think my favorite line was the and and it was funny too. Like looking back on the setup of this, it was like, oh, okay. The, the whole um, when he hits his head on the ladder and it's like oh yeah the the uh, the such a ladder such a ladder yeah it's like oh okay that's, I was like that's clever I like that <laughs> and like when you're like there are gonna be puns like that like I was actually disappointed because you were there like there are gonna be puns like that this whole movie and then yeah then there weren't I was like oh where's the I'm sorry the I thought that whole thing was gonna be like oh we're gonna deconstruct all of the night before Christmas and reword everything, you know, oh, shift the emphasis. Sorry, I, like, oh, okay. I put pun uh, expectations <laughs> yeah. in your head. The Claus thing is like the biggest pun, right, though. Yeah. Like the Santa Claus. The whole film is a pun. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also think it's funny too that I, you know, and again, I forget which one came first, this one or Liar Liar, but like how it's such a theme in movies like that where it's like oh if the, if you know if your parent kids if your parents ever get divorced your mom's new husband is always a dude <laughs> <laughs> remind me about liar liar because every time you mention it all i can think of is yes man I'm oh having, okay it's very trouble. similar <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah i just i can't carry a lawyer who his well, son makes Jim yeah. Carrey's part of the problem here he's in both films <laughs> I, so he his, looks for missing animals yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, 
that's that's okay. the Avengers style movie I need. It's right. all yeah. of Jim Carrey's characters. <laughs> I, mean, I know that was, would burn I know that, that was movie a joke, to the ground. But it worked. <laughs> Thank you. No, so liar liar. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey is a lawyer who misses his kid. Like he's yeah. he's a kind of a deadbeat dad. Even more so than this. Like I remember Tim Allen being more of kind of a deadbeat dad, but he's not he's, really. He's late he's once. A workaholic. He doesn't yeah. like his yeah. wife, ex-wife's fiance. Anyway, in liar liar, the kid makes a wish at his 13th birthday that his dad can't lie to him yeah, anymore yeah. so he cannot yeah. lie throughout the whole thing and that's how he makes his living as a lawyer yeah so yeah. but but yeah like his you know his wife like Carrie Elwes actually plays like the, the his stepdad in that one which which is really jarring I mean oh, I know shit. I know you don't like the princess bride Joel <laughs> but most people like the princess oh, so he's hey. the hero of that being a complete douche was just like wow I guess this guy can act maybe I saw that first and it's never left me <laughs> that's the problem yeah. I had with Steve Carell in uh, a little film called The Way Way Back oh, which yeah. is a really phenomenal film oh, that if I can ever find we're going to watch but he's, he's a real dick in that one yeah and it's a serious film it's got humor it's got plenty of humor but it's yeah, he's a his character is serious through almost the whole thing, and then B he's kind of a dick. But I kept waiting for him to crack a joke uh, because I was so said. used to. That's what she said. <laughs> that's what you, say. you know you want to. That's what she said. It was such a shift, you know, in what I was used to from the actor. Mm-hmm. So I, I see what you mean about Carrie Elwes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something yeah. playing against type. Like I think the ending of this film works so well, and him becoming. Santa is because he's so irreverent and kind of a dick at the beginning. Like it's yeah. such a a far swing that you you kind of like believe this tenderness and this genuine like progression and even though there's not really anything that contributes to that other than him becoming more Santa-ly but like it's uh, that this time around watching it I was really struck by like the the vast swing in his character between being this kind of a referent jerk but he's funny like he's not really a jerk he just doesn't like his (laughs) ex-wife's new husband really that's the only thing held against him but or like, like I didn't feel like Miss Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire, the yeah. one like that. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, yeah, like the, through the whole movie, it's like, you know, Robin Williams' character. It's like he may have been a bad husband, but at no point do you ever doubt that he's a good dad. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I think that was the thing here was like I was expecting it to, yeah, to kind of either be like, oh yeah, like like with liar liar, like he kind of was a bad dad. Right. I feel like from what I can remember, um, but we, yeah, with this one, it's more just like yeah, like, like you said, he was late from work that one time. And he gets one night with his kid, and you kind of get this sense of, like, okay, he's living in a bachelor pad, so of course it's not the best place for, like, a young kid He leaves that fake voicemail about the traffic just so easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I feel like I didn't really see him as being... We see him trying to to make his son happy, but not knowing how, rather than just not really caring, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the main thing. Like, his flaw is that he's... He doesn't seem to have time for Charlie because mm-hmm. yeah. he's he's reading through the nightmare or night night before <laughs> the nightmare before Christmas the novelization Hollywood Wives we'll get to that later but he, and he, he kind of skips over and to all a good night and closes it and moves on it's like go to sleep Charlie so like that that's really the the worst thing about him is that he's trying to and even yeah, that, that is up. something that lots of parents yeah do. no you it's know, just go to sleep already yeah, come on exasperated parent because <laughs> yeah. he's got to get up he's got to put the presents out like there's that whole he had a massive fire go down. Denny's. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I think I had previously sometimes thought of it as like a, like a Scrooge changing his ways, but it's not even okay. that bad now that we're talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like some miserly guy that's rude to everybody. 
he's only rude to Judge Reinhold, and right. I don't know, yeah, he, but he comes kind of around, right? But that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great casting, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> I thought it was cool too how you start to see that part of him come out at that board meeting that they have when they're introducing yeah. the whole oh Santa's gonna ride a tank this year, and he's just like no, that's all <laughs> Isn't wrong. Isn't that you know, a pretty like... picture? <laughs> Cruising down the block in a Panzer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, American Santa. <laughs> it's just Bob Hope in a Santa hat. <laughs> On that note, do we want to go around and do favorite scenes and favorite lines? That would be amazing. Okay, that is a good one. Yeah, uh, I do love when. I think it's the second house he visits and the girl's awake <laughs> getting into it with her right she's like why are you not fat why don't you have a beard and he's just like because I'm on a diet because <laughs> Joel takes this line my favorite line is because Santa's watching his saturated fats <laughs> I am lactose intolerant I am shaved and it's uh, less a line but just he snatches the raggedy and all out of the bag and throws <laughs> it under the tree. I was great. That so much. <laughs> That's definitely my favorite line, but my favorite scene, it's got to be when they go to Denny's. <laughs> and the dad. Oh, yeah. The whole thing, like the whole, that whole sequence is great because he goes, Denny's, it's always open. <laughs> they go through, there's this big, like, uh, um, uh, like business meeting and it's all these uh, Japanese businessmen and the waitress like are you with this party he's like no Bur- dad burned the turkey okay this way and then as they're going to sit down he's taking off his coat he looks at this other dad with his kids he's like burn a turkey he waves with this bandage <laughs> it's just the saddest saddest display and then they're going through like one apple pie they're out they're out of all this they're out of that out of eggnog out of chocolate milk that's the thing Charlie orders chocolate milk and he's really polite he's like chocolate milk please maybe I can have the one thing that's going to make this night better and she says we're out he's like plain milk's fine (laughs) it's the most heartrending most pathetic delivery of a line (laughs) my family and I quote that to each other all the time oh man oh I love that scene I think my favorite other line is one that's for adults and it's just the, I'm not going to remember all of it but they ask him they're interrogating him this is after he and Charlie go to the North Pole and they're like well what'd you get up to last night and he's like well we ate some sugar we and a bowl of sugar, <laughs> a bowl of sugar some shot some brown whiskey field dressed a cat <laughs> chased <Yeah>. women <laughs> played with my shotgun yeah played with the shotgun for women too. <laughs> I read him a book <laughs> Which book? Hollywood Wives. <laughs> the night before Christmas, people. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> His delivery is so good. Uh, <laughs> He's pro- kind of a proto Lewis Black. That, that like, <laughs> exasperated delivery uh, of stuff. Oh, man. Oh. I think my favorite scene is actually when they first arrive at the North Pole. And yeah. just seeing the whole production. I, I was a weird kid. I always loved that whole how things worked mm-hmm. how things got run behind the scenes yeah. so any any Christmas film that's going to show me Santa's operation yes yeah. more of that yeah. please I want to know his payroll system you know I want to know the hierarchy <laughs> I want to see your books Santa what types of promotions do you have do they get offices like that was was always been my favorite and especially just because it's always every film it's so similar and so completely different yeah. in every film and then particularly at the end when he's in the bedroom finally and Judy shows up just 
that she's the first person to really help him. Mm-hmm. You know, Bernard's friendly enough, but he's very businesslike and he's got a job to do. But Judy shows up and she Barabbas. gives him some cocoa <laughs> and she gives him the pajamas and she's friendly and she answers his questions. And just that, like, that sense of relief mm-hmm. and that you've found someone to help you is so palpable through that whole scene. And it's something that a lot of films don't set up, admittedly, because you need to have a character dropped into something unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. But, but it's something that uh, not many things have really nailed. It's really sweet kind of at the end of that scene because you kind of see Scott look at Charlie as in the big fluffy bed and relaxed. He's like, you, he finally lets himself, like, this might, this is probably a funky dream, but at least I'm getting to see my son happy and relaxed and yeah. he, he can go to bed, like, happy, which is a cool, like, little little turn for his character. That's the mo- first Santa Clausian thing that he kind of, mm-hmm. you see from him. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite single line is the show and tell, the parents' career day thing, (laughs) when he finishes with, we're like Santa, you know, I do this, I do that, and I work one day a year. And then just there's no reaction. Because the kids obviously don't care, right? The kids are like, well, yeah, of course Santa works one day a year. But the parents are just so weirded out by the whole situation, they don't even react. I love all the the parents in the background. You've got an astronaut in full astronaut suit. You've got a ballerina. (laughs) You've got a construction worker. In the hard hat and everything, yeah. He's supposed to be Santa. He comes in a business suit with a dolly. I love in that scene where he's like sweating and he's using the skirt of the dolly to dab his forehead. He pulls it down like <laughs> respect to her, her modesty. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> what about you, Tim? I don't know. I mean, like a, a lot of the ones you guys hit on were all like really good ones. Um, I think, yeah, I think the going to Denny's was one of my favorite scenes because just that whole. I mean, as much as I can can relate, because you know, and, and that's one of the things too. Like, you know, you know, my my parents were together growing up, so it's like, you know, looking at this now and like, oh yeah, like I'm sure there were plenty of kids who who you know their parents were divorced, you know, and it's like well, getting to see a film like that, like, oh yeah, that's like how my Christmas is. Is it with mom or is it with dad? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I could really appreciate that. And even though that wasn't my experience as a kid. It was nice to see that, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, these kids get to have a moment like that where it's like, oh, yeah, like, all the single dads with their kids and everything. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just the fact that, like, I don't know, it's, like, a really weird thing with me lately. Like, like there's this idea of an ideal of something. Like, this is how an ideal Christmas would go. But then there's also, like, but what if that got fucked up? Then what it would be like? Mm-hmm. Then what would you do? You know, and so that, you know, and almost like, like in a Christmas story too, like yeah. we, our turkey's gone. Okay, let's go to a Chinese restaurant, you know, and like, like seeing that, you know, and how that, that they say that Christmas, like, you know, was kind of burned into their brains because of that, you know, and it's like, yeah, like, wouldn't it be kind of neat to be like, oh yeah, this was the Christmas. My dad set the turkey on fire. We had to go to Denny's and, you know, and even though like, Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the whole Denny's thing paled in comparison, but, <laughs> but yeah, that idea that like, I don't know there's something about the yeah like the reliability like Denny's is always open like you know it's not like we're gonna starve this Christmas like we're gonna go somewhere else and and even though it was kind of like I don't know and I guess I I also and maybe that's the difference too like seeing the disappointment of the kid but the optimism of the father you know kind of feeling more I guess at that point in my life like hey even if shit goes wrong like it'll be fine like we'll go to Denny's and it'll be you know we'll make that like a night and you know he's kind of sitting there like this is kind of nice you know it's like I was kind of like yeah yeah it is you know like like <laughs> the then, two of you are to, to, still together you know like that's mm-hmm. that's you know the important and part the of dis- it and uh, the dissonance between the kid and the parent 
the, the child and the adult of like well the adult as bad as this turned out like we still get to spend Christmas Eve together and, right. and have food on the table and, yeah. and that's nice because we can just go to a Denny's like we're very lucky but on the other hand the kid doesn't understand all that the broader right. scheme so they're sad and then you know with the parent there's the I lost my word, but sort of the pressure to keep up with the Joneses and to you know provide the flashy Christmas. Yeah, and I love you get. <laughs> so I love that oh, where yeah. they pan down from like this beautiful orchestrated dinner, and then you hear the voiceover from like Martha Stewart, and it's on TV to oh, the yeah. actual burnt out cranberry sauce just, in the, the, the can tube yeah. on the, the rolls plate. are just lumps of coal. And then yeah. I pre-lapped. I'm so sorry. I pre-lapped. To, I knew that the extinguisher noise was coming, and I knew it happened like 18 times. I was just. Like, like so ready for that and the kid's like yeah there was, a, there was so much fire there was, a, there was a lot of fire <laughs> turkey's funny that way <laughs> sorry yeah, pressure no, is right. off about keeping up with the no, children no you're right and that, you get all three of those emotions all put together yeah. in the nice scene really beautifully I think that's one thing I like about it is you know heading into December right we're always trying to figure out like what our plans are going to be and making sure everything goes right and like time with your family's got to be split just right and you're worried about yeah. what's going to go yeah. wrong uh, and so you always have this like idyllic Christmas in mind, but in movies like this one and Christmas Vacation and <laughs> lots of other ones, it's just flipped upside down. And I don't know, I like those kind of movies at Christmas time just to show everything that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for uh, yeah, for Christmas is like that. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? I still haven't. No, okay, after yeah, you told me, yeah, I really want to yeah, see that. that. Sounds good. Maybe we'll just do that. Maybe we'll just watch a movie without talking about it. <laughs> what, what is that? Blasphemy. Why would you bother? <laughs> Content, Tim. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's a big part of that. Yeah, you know, where it's mm. like, but it's kind of interesting because it is like the, the the flip side almost because you know the two main characters they spend every Christmas just the two of them on usually some sort of like you know um, a tropical cruise or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, like getting away from everything that is Christmas. And because of weather, they're forced to spend it with their at each of their parents' house, and they're mm-hmm. both divorced. So it's like they have to hit up all four houses. So it's like they're crammed into where usually, yeah, you have this like you're saying, you're kind of planning and setting up. This is what our family Christmas is going to be, and then they're yanked out of that. Like in this one, they're forced into that, and that's what makes it chaotic. <laughs> and that's like the Christmas the cranks thing. I was just like, going to say that. I was right. trying to remember how that went because it's, that? they wanted. They, they usually do Christmas big, right? Yeah. And they were like, not this year, we're going to leave. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Everybody can kick rocks. And everybody's like really mad about it, too. Like, they're like, what, what? it's the one guy, he plays the dad or like the annoying neighbor in a lot of things. It, it's not Tom Arnold. What's that guy's name? He's on SNL. Um, I know I can picture him. I can't yeah. remember his name. But like, he's like, you put up your tree yet? You got to put up your tree. Oh, it's, it's the, the other dad in... Um, Jingle All the Way, which is also a great Christmas movie, <laughs> where he's like moving in on Schwarzenegger's wife. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Maybe it's not the same guy. I don't know. Anyway, I'm conflating all of these <laughs> annoying neighbors. But like, it's it's like they're trying to get them to do the Christmas thing, and then they're trying to have this vacation, and then for some reason their daughter, who ended up not wasn't going to be home for Christmas, has their plans changed and comes home. So that's why they right, scramble right, to try right. and make the perfect Christmas big at the last minute. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's a good movie, too. Yeah. It's another... Th- th- that film in particular reminds me very much of Meet the Parents. Yes. Because they're yes. both just, what occasion can, can we use to force someone into a family situation? Mm-hmm. When Meet the Parents, it's the wedding. Right. 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 Not their wedding, the family, the yeah, sisters yeah, or whoever's. Yeah. 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 And, you know, otherwise it's Christmas or Thanksgiving right. or... 
funeral or what have you, right? What are all of these situations in which you find yourself having to adapt? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, it conflates a really good reason why you've waited to the last minute. It's not out of laziness, it's like thinking you had other plans. So it becomes more earnest that you you, you have this, this uh, you're rooting for them to succeed because they're, they're coming around to it, not because they were being dicks, but because they were finally trying to take a break. Right. <laughs> it's a tragic flaw. <laughs> you must Christmas. <laughs> and Scott, I was going to get to your point about... Um, or your favorite scene. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely mine growing yeah. up, just seeing the North Pole. And, I mean, just the wonder it. of it, right? Like, everything's... The music, as yeah. soon as that theme hits where they're up top and it's about to go, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's magical. It, like, transports you for sure. Right. It's, uh, Tim Allen's talking about, you know, he's drinking his perfect cocoa mm-hmm. and sees a polar bear directing traffic, which I'm glad we don't get to see, but that's a cool <laughs> thing to think about. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and so that's kind of one of the other reasons that this stuck with me or why I picked it because I was also a weird kid who liked rules and I liked <laughs> to know how things were made. Yes. So another one like that is uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, the claymation one mm-hmm. where Santa answers all the questions about, you know, how did Santa come to be? What, you know, oh, and so yeah. I really like that this one also explains the rules of Santa, right? Mm-hmm. Like you put on the suit, this happens, you have to make these stops uh, here's how the chimneys work. Here's how the gifts work. You're gonna know if they're naughty or nice. I don't know. I just really liked the myth building that this movie provides. Yeah, it's great at planting those seeds because Charlie asks all those questions, mm-hmm. and Tim Allen trying, to, like trying to engender the imagination, is trying to come up with all these things, and then get, discovers how they work firsthand. Yeah. It's it's great for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I haven't watched the 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 claymation one mm-hmm. in a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah. That's not the one with Heat Miser. That's, that's Christmas in without July. a Santa Claus. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, uh-huh. So many of them. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> My grandma used to have those in a VHS box set. They were all together. We used to watch them at her house for Christmas. They have the DVD box set now. Nice. <laughs> I might have to borrow some of those. The animation ones always were aired in my own personal history alongside the, the relevant Charlie Brown yep. film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They're all wrapped up together. It's, it's the great clause, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you are contractually obligated to do this film, Charlie Brown. <laughs> the, the aluminum Christmas choice. Ding, ding. I want one of those. They talked about those being the, the height of commercialism, but I wanted one so bad. <laughs> those were badass. <laughs> Sad little tree. Everything I touch gets ruined. This is a depressing ass movies. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that one in a long time. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Yeah, the amount of like abuse that kid gets is just like <laughs> unwarranted. Oh, yeah, like everyone's just like terrible. And it's not like at first I thought it was just, like just Lucy. No, it's but like yeah, like there's one of the other random girls who's just like you know, you're the worst, Charlie Brown. She's like, Jesus Christ. It's a Thanksgiving one, and we're getting off topic, but the Thanksgiving one, Peppermint Patty invites like six people to his house, right. expects him to cook dinner, yeah. and when he produces... He's like, all like, right, I'm a child. Let me make popcorn and peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. She's like, what is this? It's what I could make with the time. I had my dog trained to do this shit. I don't have a dog and a bird a yeah. And then for some, like, Deus Ex Grammy, Grandma at the end, she's like, calls at the last minute, hey, can I bring six stranger kids over to your house? Sure thing. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> 
Charlie Brown gets way too much shit. It's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> but Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. <laughs> it, it, I mentioned it during the film, but you need someone to buy into a role. I mean, Tim Allen's your man. All this stuff, there are certain things they... I guess it's true of both Christmas films and kids' films, but just that the actors have to really buy into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They have to really commit. You know, they can't feel embarrassed or go, oh, this is forget. They can't, and it can't show in the performance at all. And it, it doesn't come through that way for Tim Allen. It feels like he's having a lot of fun on set, <laughs> he honestly. He really looks, he's a good-looking Santa. Like, I, yeah. I th- like, when I think of, like, Santa as he appears in my head, it's usually mm-hmm. this version of him. It's just... Mm-hmm. There's something about there's there's this kindness in his face, which is an yeah. odd juxtaposition because he's kind of he's a lovable goof in Home Improvement, you know. And, yeah. But he's very manly and very like very this one machismo way. But I mean, he, he can soften it. I mean, because doing Toy Story and stuff, I think he's always had that kind of foot in both camps. He was a pretty good dad to those kids in Home Improvement, like. There was always this kind of kindness towards children. He's got a versatility, stuff. but yeah. he also found a certain niche yeah. that provided career stability. No, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah. Which happens a lot. It happens to a lot of actors. You know, mm-hmm. They'll end up with just one type of role that they just stick with. And it makes their paychecks and it pays them their mortgage. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly you see them in something else and you just, oh, wow, <laughs> you know. It's the thing he must have loved it because he did three of them. I mean, it, yeah. it, there's money, but like, sure. like. They, but the second one good. was second for good. a while, you know. Yeah, no, it was. Gap. Yeah, it was a while. So maybe ten years. Three might have been a cash grab. Yeah, they brought in Marty Short. Never a good idea. This late <laughs> in the game, I love Martin Short, but not not in that. <laughs> Sting <laughs> just shakes his head. Not, not <laughs> the inaud- uh, inaudible shake head. <laughs> Yeah, the final form of Santa in this one, <laughs> Tim Allen's final form, uh, is, I don't know, it's an, like a, yeah, it's a spot Give on Santa. <laughs> Flame retardant jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that was one of the things I was like, you know, what every, you know, Christmas movie needs that it doesn't have, and then this one finally did, Q. We need that scene from all the uh, James Bond yeah, movies <laughs> where you yeah. get presented with all these new gadgets. That's what, that's what this... Oh, look, here it is. All right, we get to see all Santa Claus's new gadgets. All right, cool. The pen grenade. The, ex- <laughs> the exploding bolas. The, the cast with the rocket launcher in it. The razor blade submariner. The right? The dark shooter. Oh, man. And for some reason, Charlie has an engineering degree, putting together the sleigh and right, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he has all these great ideas. You never thought of flame retardant <laughs> jumpsuit before. You guys are living in the past here. Well, that's that, and that's the weird thing too. Like, like they're just like, yeah, there's all this magic. Oh, but the fire went all the fireplaces that were constantly jumping down all night. If they're lit, many that's Santas a no go. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's why they needed a clause. Right. Another burnt Santa. <laughs> I love in the second one that they they take that same card and they have like 50 magnetization to get to the Mrs. Claus clause mm-hmm. where he has to get married in a certain amount of time. Spoilers for that. <laughs> That's the contrivance of the second one. <laughs> That's a great little read the fine print of the Santa Claus costume. Like <laughs> why would, And it's cool because I was looking for it this time. You can actually see it on the card. Mm-hmm. There's that small the first print time outside. You, see it. you don't see yeah. it yet. Yeah. You don't that look for it. That would be a great 
costume, just an over an oversized Santa costume, yeah. and the business card, that would just be, be cool. like, yeah, yeah, I fell off my roof yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, done. <laughs> Is it uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho? How jealous would he be of this business card? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god! I don't know why that came to me. He'd be so jealous. He'd have a need to return some video tapes. Santa Claus yeah. whip it out and just look at the fine print. And just he'd be stewing. Anyway, Try that, that, like there's an entire clause on to his return He beats the shit out of Santa Claus with an axe. Try getting the reservation of the North Pole now, you fucker! <laughs> I need that version. That's amazing. (laughs) His his new health regimen. Every morning I get up and eat 16 cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I make sure the beard is perfectly white. Removing any That's the way. That's how you do the the horror cut of the trailer you were talking about, Tim. Oh, yes. That was one of the things I said. The scene when they first arrive at the North Pole. And he's like, what is going on? Why are we here? Where are we? And then one elf walks out, and he's just completely ignoring him. He's like, can you hear me? And he just, like, reaches in. The pole comes up, pushes the keypad. And he's just like, what? why am I, you know, and, just, and I was just like, I was like, this is begins terrifying. to descend yeah. into the earth. Yeah, I was like, this would be, someone could do a horror cut of this, like a trailer, like they did with uh, Home Alone and whatever else. I think this oh, they did this Downfire was one, too. And there's a sequence where he, cut before he goes in as full Santa to pick up Charlie, from the house he's just looking in the window really yeah. ominously with the reflection <laughs> yeah and then it's like oh let me just say goodbye to Charlie real quick and then they're gone and the mother comes out Charlie <laughs> Charlie that's the yeah. thing like this was the first time I watched it where I really like identified with the, the fear of the mom because obviously like she has no evidence that this is actually magic this dude just absconded with my kid he yeah. kidnapped my kid mm-hmm. like what is so that, that makes that ending a little hard like mm. She finally sees that he's Santa, and you the the, the way they legitimize that is that uh, uh, Judge Ron, Ryan Hall, Hart, Neil also does it because mm-hmm. he's been the skeptic the whole time. For him to finally see it, he's like, "Oh, something magical has happened." So that that was interesting. Yeah, that was a nice um, resolution of that too. Because yeah, the, the the whole time. I just assumed he was molested as a child when he was talking about wanting a wiener whistle. I love that scene, though. You know, and it's like, Christmas oh, King, okay, I know what this no is. I know what happened. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, it actually is. A, okay, that is an actual thing. Okay, he wasn't molested. Great. <laughs> Dark you, you twisted. You were watching the horror movie version. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm accepting other contenders, but I think this is the second best use of a ZZ Top song in a movie. Oh, what? Well, First okay. being Back to the Future 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly under... because of the, the prop guitars that spit around. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> that's a good soundtrack. It is. Um, it is a good soundtrack. Best cover of of White Christmas by the Drifters. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I love that so much. I love it in this more than I do in... I do like it in Home Alone because mm. you get Macaulay Culkin singing along to yeah. it and he gets the scream face thing. But in this one, it's like... It, it's it's juxtaposed over all the sad dads yeah. with burnt hands and it's just, Driving around do, trying do, to do, find do, dinner. It's just so good. It's like that two bump but da 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 dump da 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 dump like it's it's that comical right. I love that I so see, much. Yeah. 
No, I think that's that's a fair assessment. I'm trying to think of other movies with ZZ Top. No, no, no. Okay, another contender. Shanghai Noon. The bar fight. Yeah. Which is the best fight in that movie, but it's made all the better by... Why is ZZ Top playing? Like, it's been... <laughs> but... That's a solid top three. I like it. Reindeer make an appearance in that film, too. They pull the horns off the wall. <laughs> No, for sure. Good use is easy top. I, I finally made the beard connection with this one. It's like, oh, that makes sense because he's bearded <laughs> and not playing drums. <laughs> oh, that was another horror scene where at the end when the police are kind of about to arrest him and then you have the families, like the parents with their kids and all of a sudden you see these other people pushing through who you think are also kids but then you see the ears and it's like, oh no, those are elves. And then, like, you know, he gets away, and the police are like, oh, all right. And then the elves are like, okay. And then the Scots are like, oh, yeah, the elves didn't have to kill all the police because they let him go. Like, that's what they were there. So it's like, Jesus Christ, this would have been a bloodbath. They prepare for everything. That tinsel is not for just home decor. I wish you could have seen Tim's face just now, listeners. That was that was brilliant. Garod, self garroting wasn't it? <laughs> Auto garroting. Almost as if I had done that before. <laughs> I haven't done that before. <laughs> Make sure you have a lemon in your mouth. Oh jeez. <laughs> this has been the darkest Christmas episode <laughs> thus far. Thanks, Zeke. <laughs> Patrick Bateman ass. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Somebody should supercut that where they have that card in that scene. <laughs> I'm on it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> meme workshop. Beautiful. Beautiful. I want a meme of that scene where it's the boardroom and they're bringing up the, the tank and he's like, no, no, you can't separate Santa from his reindeer. He's like objecting to it. Like, I feel like that's meme fodder. I think people have it realized it yet <laughs> or the ground floor of this one meme <laughs> I can see this both ways though I can see Bateman getting mad about Santa's card but I can also see later when he's murdered Santa to have the best card he's, he's the one in the tank meeting <laughs> and his no no is accompanied by the axe you know <laughs> you guys try putting Santa in a tank now that's <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called Disney. All our chances at a Disney Plus endorsement are gone now. Yeah. <laughs> just, just tanked it in the last five minutes. I can edit it. They'll just release it under Fox and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other names they maintain, you know, for things right. that aren't going to tarnish the Disney brand. Uh, I know for, for the, some reason, this is the first time this has ever happened. Like, I really, I want to, like, write a Christmas movie now. Like, like in this day and age, like what's what stories are left to tell? Mm. Like, I don't know. I just feel like with all the weird stuff that's been floating around, like there's there's something there. There's a story there that needs to be told. That's like you know, it'll probably be a mix of a bunch of weird stuff, but like, you know, because like, I don't know. Like, and, and and I know that's part of it is like a lot of the, the the Christmas stuff that's come out recently. Like I said before, it's like I don't bother with it because it's not the stuff I grew up with. But like. Like, what are they doing, aside from, like I mentioned earlier, Netflix has, I think, ten Christmas movies that they just dropped, and I'm sure every other streaming service does, and every other network, and, like, the Hallmark movies, it's always this, like... Those are the ones that churn out every year. Yeah, and it's... And they get watched, like, th those are watched a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
Tina's favorite genre of Christmas movie or the Hallmark ones. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Disney, the one of the major things to marathon at Christmas time has become the Harry Potter films, oh, which yeah. are Warner Brothers films. I've got to jump on that already. But the channel they're on is um, was ABC Family mm-hmm. slash whatever the new name is, which is Disney. Yeah, because they right? they did like the the twenty five days of Christmas, and they'll roll those out yeah. on there too. The one thing I miss about Spike TV is their Thanksgiving bondathon. That's the only thing you miss about Spike TV? Not quite. <laughs> That's maybe three things I miss about Spike TV. <laughs> the man show? I don't miss that, no. But um, It was a lovely example between, of misogyny. <laughs> yeah, because between Bond at Thanksgiving and Potter at Christmas, there was like three years where we just had perfect, you know, holiday TV television. Gotcha, yeah. Between them and Potter and Christmas Story, you know, all together. And then Twilight Zone on New Year's. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's a yeah. good prog- progression. This was a golden age. <laughs> golden age, Morty. 100 years. 100 years. Uh, Lord of the Rings is also one of the, the, yep. the big trilogies yeah, that's kind that's of true. attached to Christmas. Because, like, when they would come out in theaters, they were coming out, like, right around mm. Christmas time. And I think I saw the first, like, not not the Hobbit ones, but the, the regular Lord of the Rings. I think I saw each one of those with my mom and sister. And like that would be sort of the, like oh Christmas is coming another Lord of the Rings movie and so now every year I do try to binge watch the whole series like right around Christmas which I between I ha- Bond at Thanksgiving Potter other Christmas movies like Christmas Story etc mm-hmm. and Lord of the Rings you could basically just watch things from November first to oh, January first yeah. <laughs> great and otherwise not exist as a human being. <laughs> That's what my winter break is always. Yeah, I, it's just no, I, it's, I, I'm I saying we need a longer winter break that's, to yeah, watch that's things. True. <laughs> it needs to start earlier so we can get more of them in before Christmas yes. actually happens. Yeah. See, I haven't jumped on, because with Star Wars being released at Christmas, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten on the marathoning up to that, because I usually watch the new one five times. I don't, I can't <laughs> associate Star Wars with Christmas for some reason. Every as all strongly times are as Star Wars. Right. I, just, I don't know. I There's snow in here. Empire. Watch Empire. That's the one connective tissue one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then fireworks and Jedi, so yeah. return, that is. Yeah, so um, that's Fourth of July. So yeah. Or New Year's, right? Fair. Right after Empire. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's one of the travesties of the special editions. I found a way to talk about Star Wars. I'm sorry. Let's get up back <laughs> on track here. <laughs> Gonna be, gonna be, Santa making a run in the Death Star while Captain America blocks projectiles from hitting the sleigh. Are we gonna get a three-way crossover now between Avengers, Christmas when, movies, and Star Wars? Yes, it's all because the Reality Stone. <laughs> They're part of that universe now. We can bring them in. It's all the X-Men. I think you were saying Judge Reinhold X his ass off in this movie, and I wholeheartedly agree. He does. He's, yeah. he's yeah. over the top in some <laughs> Again, he totally commits to being the antagonist of a children's film, yeah. which is That's to a be a caricature point. of adulthood, you know? Yeah. It's what he does. Like, this is, I think this is the start of the Judge Reinhold like, being a parody of himself. Like maybe it's you get a little of it in uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two, where it yes. becomes this gun fetishist with all of these weapons. It's like the fuck is wrong with you, kid? And in this, he's just chewing scenery as this sweater wearing Freudist. It's really fun. They really go after psychiatrists in this. They movie. do. <laughs> it's it not a doctor. He's a psychiatrist. Now we know who's the teacher's pet. Uh. 
lash out irrationally. Where did you learn that? <laughs> he listens to me, and then he charges you for it. <laughs> Not a very therapy pro no. portrayal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this was a phenomenal film, Zeke. Thank you oh, for, for bringing yeah. that to us. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Art, you oh, did like the movie. That so good. <laughs> All I had to do was give it that inflection. Joel could see the boot. Boom. <laughs> oh, man. So I think it's time for Joel's favorite segment. Nothing just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we had a very scary, nearly wasn't a rough cut there, and it's definitely not because we almost lost the whole file. Zeke said we should just give up. That was my plain milk's fine. (laughs) But then you brought it up. It was very sweet. It's like maybe Christmas is inside the whole time. The real Christmas was watching a movie with all of you. Oh, that was the real present. That was great. But but the real. Joel once again saved us all from the brink of suffering. His technical wizardry. We really owe him so much. Uh, but I th- and I think it's time to start paying him back with his favorite segment. Ooh, and we're gonna put it right here. It is. It is time for another situational movie recommendations. Situational movie recommendations, which just said. Yes. Situational movie recommendations. Situational movie recommendations. The shadow, the shadow, the shadow. <laughs> Zeke, did you have one? Uh, I was going to go with the one you suggested. Okay. So I'll let you take that. Okay. Well, I wanted to, to know everyone. Just let him have it, Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a farce. We pretend we're going to pick something. We just let him pick it every time. <laughs> I have ham-fisted this segment every fucking episode, and I will continue to do so. We love it. We love it. We're just not creative. (laughs) It's the one thing I'm clinging to. (laughs) As if Joel has given the podcast enough already. Right, like, let's... let's... Let's it and go through, okay, here's our, oh, situational movie recommendations. Still preferably themed up, okay, that's still a part of our lineup. Okay, good. The one thing Tim wanted to change in the restructuring is like, I'm fucking sick of this shit. Maybe you're just sick of me presuming somebody else has one. Maybe that's the thing. Right, yeah, that's more it. Well, uh, also, I, I mean, I feel more bad for our listeners because like nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100 my pick is the matrix so it's like I have, I have nothing to bring to the table it's the type of I'd like to see you matrix this one <laughs> we'll it's see. like the gag from the DMV in Zootopia where it's funny then it's stupid then it's funny again right. you know you gotta commit for mm-hmm. the, the full for the long time yeah. anyway uh, my, my situation situational movie recommendation this month is or this special episode is favorite Tim Allen movie mm. Tim Allen movie I need a list of Tim Allen movies I, I mean this one <laughs> I've seen him in all kinds of television but I can't for the life of me think of another film that I've seen him in off the top I of my mean, head I mean big Toy Story Toy Story would be a big oh, one God, Jungle right. to Jungle is jungle one Jungle to Jungle is like a second yeah. um, I my pick I'll, I'll just list mine is Joe Somebody where in uh, Putty or Kronk beats the shit out of him in a, a parking lot in front of his building in front of his daughter and then he says he's gonna f- like 
train and fight him, and then his com- his life completely changes because he's no longer a pushover. It's a great movie. I love it so much. I remember seeing the trailers as a kid. Is something that's like really kind of off the wall for me to want to see. And my dad was like, "Oh, I, I like Tim the Toolman Taylor. We can go see that." So I just remember like a big buildup of like watching the trailer, being excited to see it, seeing it in the theater, and then being really excited when it came out on VHS and watching it again. It's just really funny. I also like that my first reference for what is his name? What is that actor's name? Who plays Ooh. Kronk? Oh, uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Putty from Seinfeld is what I know him from. <laughs> Still, though we saw him at uh, Pop Con. Yeah. Con. That was cool. You got that wonderful picture with the Reaper in the Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to man. post that again. It's Go like... watch our DPCC cosplay gallery. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Go read our coverage. It's when uh, Grim Reaper is coming for your career and you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably mine, is Joe Somebody. One I tossed out earlier when uh, Joel ran the question by me was Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah! Very, very oh my one. god! How did I forget that? Yes. Yeah. That's that's got answers. That's also my pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's got to be it. I, I mentioned I that already. Galaxy sure Quest, which is so. shameful because it's so, such yeah. a great movie. Right. <laughs> by Grab Thaw's Hammer. What a savings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's such an amazing uh, mix of a cast too yeah. like right Sigourney Weaver Alan Rickman uh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell <laughs> oh man I always forget Sam Rockwell's in it with that mustache for some reason Justin Long is in it Rain oh, Wilson's really? in there too right yeah he's yeah. one of the, the oh, that's right. Farbian yeah. or whatever they are that's really weird Tony Shalhoub yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ends up hooking up with an alien <laughs> yeah I mean that's gotta be it I, yeah. Like I said, I'm kind of at a loss for films I've seen with him in them. Right. You know, television, a lot of that, but not too many movies. And I mean, Toy Story is great, but I gotta go with Galaxy Quest. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Jungle to Jungle in a long mm. time. I don't know if it'll <laughs> hold up. It's probably not a, a culturally sensitive film anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> really liking that because I, I, it's one I had seen like on the the kids movies. Like that was the trailers before the the feature. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And then is it Toy Story? I'm failing. Is it Toy Story two or three where he he's where there's Spanish mode? But I was gonna say three, that. That's, that's three, one yeah, of my favorite. That's, that's three. Yeah, so Toy Story three. I love the, the dancing is buzz. one of my favorite things. <laughs> Spinning Jesse around and tangoing <laughs> and stuff like that was. I, I like that one too. <laughs> what else has he even been in? Yeah. Do you want to IMDb us or? Or will there be interference? Yeah, there will probably I mean, be interference. I, if you want to risk the laptop, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop and save here real quick. No, it's fine. My my second favorite segment of the podcast, waiting for Googling to happen. Yeah. I you know could, he's in I mean, last minute. That minutes props up your segment. <laughs> we, need a, we need a theme for that shit. Yeah. Please stand by. A, per, a, a modified Jeopardy theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A like modified Jeopardy theme. Like when he's theme. eating the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, That's a very elf-like scene. Yeah. Taking out on desserts and mm-hmm. candy and sugar. <laughs> Something that didn't really occur to me about Spanish Buzz until later was, and I, I don't know if this holds true for 
toy manufacturing. But for a lot of things sold in the U.S., the languages, the two languages offered aren't English and Spanish, they're English and French. Because they sell the same model in the U.S. and Canada. Mm. And the U.S. just ignores the French chunk, but then in the Canadian market, they're covered with the two official oh. languages. And then it's easier to do Spanish only everything from Mexico south, basically. That's not Brazil. You know, it's easier to split your markets up and your manufacturing up yeah. that way, mm -hmm. which is why cars will often have things in French, the warnings and whatnot, because English is common to our two countries, but not really to Mexico. Right. Whereas Spanish carries you from Mexico all the way down to basically Antarctica, you know, a little tip there. So it's much easier to split your manufacturing. Yeah. So in terms of Buzz having English and Spanish, like some, it was pointed out to me at one point, and that's kind of a weird... <laughs> A weird manufacturing idiosyncrasy <laughs> of the Toy Story world. <laughs> French buzz. <laughs> right, yeah. So I, I kind of shot us on the foot with this, because he hasn't been in all that many movies. <laughs> I think so. There's a movie called Three Geezers. He was the narrator for oh, the 2012 he was in, Penguins. Um, was he in Road was he in Hogs? Road Hogs. Wild, Wild Hogs. Hogs. Wild Hogs. Oh. Was he in City Slickers? No. Damn. That's Chevy Chase. I'm no, getting Wild Hogs Billy Crystal is mixed up with City Slickers. Shaggy Dog in 2006. Oh, God. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we've, we've named all the ones. There you go. All right. <laughs> Another, I would have accepted Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the animated movie. Sure. <laughs> Which is solid. It's really good, actually. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, then the Toy Story ride at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. Richer or Poorer with Kirstie Alley in 1997. Yeah, other than the six that we've named there's not much, much other there, yeah. career depth so so galaxy quest <laughs> this is also a really solid one too like yeah. santa claus mm -hmm. is, yeah. is really good too so sorry i, I kind of gave us a dud one <laughs> yeah. multiple choice <laughs> you already used up all your uh all your miracles for the day yeah, yeah, thank I'm, you. Out. Yeah. I'm out <laughs> but, but yeah but it may not have been the most uh, discussion-oriented situational recommendation, but it was one of the most fun, actually. Us all grasping for films. <laughs> and <then listening. laughs> and most expected after an hour of me grumbling and uh, but, uh, <laughs> technical babble uh, <laughs> and shouting and waking all the neighbors. Yeah. But no, the, and the film was fantastic, too. Zeke, thank you for bringing it to us. Good and, to watch that one. You know, thank you for... Uh, accepting our like sure interview into the previous <laughs> traditions by making you bring a Christmas yeah. film, you know. Happy to be here. Links of like this, of course, you. But um, only one time through. Yeah, <laughs> once I'm not doing it yeah. again. Yeah. Maybe we'll do your Halloween pick next year, and just yours, and just that year. Right. Um, no, but but uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you both, uh, Joel and Tim, for. You know, joining us as always. Yes, <laughs> for a guest I, I, appearing I, on this episode of no, I, I, you know, and and but Tim in particular, as the one who's never seen this before, uh, you know, yeah. thank you for bringing. It was about me. Yeah, no, thanks for bringing that insight. It's always nice yeah. to have a fresh voice. So thank you all. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you all you. for. Uh, thank you, Joel, again for salvaging the podcast, and thank you, listeners, for enduring our. Oh, I don't know. What should I, what should I say? Errant right? buffoonery. Errant buffoonery is a good phrase. I was going to Christmasize it, but uh, oh. I got nothing. Jolly. So, or holly jolly buffoonery. <laughs> yes, let's go with that. Anyway, thank you. Get listeners. us out of here. Just thank you. Thank you. Good night. Bye. 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 Hey, listeners. We appreciate you tuning in for our podcast. We're now available on iTunes if you'd like to check us out there. would be glad to have you subscribe. We'd also love to hear your feedback, whether it's a comment, review, or anything else. 
You can reach us all through our official Nerds That Geek emails, which you can find on the bio page at nerdsthatgeek.com. If you want to find us on social media, I'm on Instagram at scott underscore w underscore murray, or on Twitter at scottmntg. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at joelt18. And I'm on Twitter at nerdsthatzeek. And on Instagram, I'm the Tim Gerard, and on Twitter, I'm at Tim Gerard. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you'll come back for more. Thank you.